0: time to grow I was hanging out this week with a family it makes me think of father's day and here was this father in the kitchen uh, cooking up these different like appetizer things and um, the mother and the four children we're, we're all kind of sitting in the uh, I guess kind of the dining room area uh, just talking telling stories and the father was kind of like teeing up his kids. He was like, um, "Hey, tell Father Matt about your new job, and tell Father Matt um, what your SAT score was, you know, <laughs> um, and tell tell Father show Father Matt your book of drawings that you've been doing." And it was actually really beautiful, right? That this here's this dad that is like showing off his kids. He's like, I'm, "I I want them to shine," you know, and and they're all just kind of sitting around the table. There were no like phones out, you know, and, and it was just like this, I was like, wow, um, this is really cool, like, I wonder, like, we're all just kind of wasting time together, talking, interacting with each other, kind of making fun of each other, and, and it was like, this is, this is beautiful, how do you, how do you get to this point, right, in a family where you're just enjoying each other, like, how do you get there, probably by doing that. Does that make sense? That it, in order to grow in relationship, we have to choose to be in relationship and to kind of spend time together. And it's a fruit that doesn't appear overnight, you know, like especially when there's like tension in, in the family, relationships. It's like, ah, like we want a better relationship and it, se- it feels like impossible. How do we get there? It takes time. The stories we have in our readings today give us a lot of images of things growing, which are metaphors to the life of faith. And also just a metaphor for relationship in general, relationship with one another, with one another, but ultimately a relationship with God. And so what do we hear? Jesus says, He talks about this farmer who sees the seed and then later sees the fruit. Um, but like, how does it happen? I, I guess what I hear in that is, it's like you and I, we want, we want our faith to grow, but you can't force that, right? Don't you and I, you're like, God, I want more faith. Well, you know what's probably gonna happen? <laughs> a great difficulty or trial that's gonna force you to have more faith. But it's not something we could snap our fingers, but it's, it's something that, that, that takes time. Now, I, I, can't, I can't make the growth happen, but I can plant the seeds. I can water the soil. I can add fertilizer. I can, I can pull weeds. That, that I can't force the growth, but there's a lot of other things I can do to facilitate it, right? Then Jesus goes on to this other image of this mustard seed, and he says the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of plants. I I hear that as great encouragement because what it tells me is that even if today, as I sit here, that I feel as if my faith is like non-existent, Jesus is saying that's okay. Because if I give him even that little to non-existent that I have, that he can make something beautiful come from it. This this line from the first reading, that he can make the withered tree bloom. That the end of the story is not where I'm at today. That, That today is actually the beginning. And where that takes me is dependent on what do I do with that seed of faith of where I'm at? This week I, when I was home, uh, I went down to Phoenix and I was helping uh, my parents in the yard a little bit. And a few weeks ago, or whenever, or like a month or so ago, my mom planted some summer grass seed. And I'm glad she told me because I didn't see the fruit of it anywhere. <laughs> what I did see was a bunch of weeds that like just like shot up and I was like, oh yeah, summer in Arizona. Like it's like weeds, you know. But it just, just thinking about that, I was like, you know, when you and I do nothing, the bad stuff thrives. But the good stuff takes daily cultivation and patience. And then in the end, that good stuff is what really endures, which is what what really gives us life and what we can um, take take joy in. It's a lot like our faith. That our faith is something small that takes daily cultivation. But how easy it is for the bad weeds to shoot up overnight and then we can feel so discouraged. You know, I was, I was trying to grow in faith so much and then this happened. And so I guess I'm actually worse than I thought. I guess I'm back at ground zero. It's like, no, you're not. The seeds that my mom planted, they're still in the ground. I can feel discouraged and say, you know, forget it. I'm not going to water the yard anymore. Or I can say, why don't I just keep at it? And maybe part of the keeping at it, part of it, the growth, means pulling the weeds at times. Maybe pulling a lot of weeds, but eventually that growth is going to take root and it's going to bloom. It's so hard to persevere. It's so easy to find excuses. I, part of the image in the first reading is the Lord talks about, he says, "He, I will take from the crest of the cedar from its topmost branches, I will tear off a tender shoot. So, so you have this big cedar, and then it's like God takes this little thing because he has a plan for it, and, and he, that's part of, the I guess, the agriculture there or whatever. You know, and you take that tender shoot, and from it, you can do something, uh, a majestic cedar. It'll become a majestic cedar, but it starts so small. Think about it this way. This is why I love working with college students. So here we are with our families, and then we maybe get taken off and we come to college by ourselves. And it's like, well, I don't have all the supports that, you know, my family, we used to go to Mass every Sunday, but now I have nobody encouraging me anymore. Or maybe during the summertime, it's like maybe during the year we were involved in like a small group, and now all of a sudden it's summer and my small group's gone, or like my roommates who help hold me accountable, they're gone. Or, you know, the Newman Center is locked more, you know, so I can't get in there and pray. Like, we can find all sorts of excuses that I'm not, I don't have this huge thing to help me. But God's plan, he knows, he, God knows exactly where I am today. God knows my circumstances. And he knows, that he has a plan to take that little bit of faith that I have and to do things so that it will become a majestic cedar. That, that actually, I can't do that. When I'm, when I'm always attached to my family, I can't actually thrive and bloom on my own. That if I'm dependent on everyone else's faith around me, do I really know how much faith I have on my own? That's why I think a lot of college students, we, we fall, right? Like, we separate from our family, and then it's like, oh, you know? Like I, guess, I guess I wasn't as strong as I thought I was, you know? I'm okay with that. Because sometimes I have to fall down to realize how weak I am and how much I need the Lord's strength in my life. That I compare the joy and the peace that God gives me with the the short, you know, short-lived, you know, excitement that the world gives for a moment and then fades. And it's like I don't want this. I want that life. I want that fruitfulness that will keep me strong even when it's and I'm in a time of drought. And so how do we do that? I, I just, just a couple observations and ideas um, for this summer. This past, I'm encouraged, this past Tuesday, uh, 19 people came to Father Dan's book club. I was like, that's cool. you know. Like, so here it is, summertime, and actually a lot of people say, like, I'm too busy to read during the year because I have school stuff to read. And then I'll ask, are you actually reading that stuff? Yeah. Um, LAUGHTER but anyways, so and it's like, well, I want to read. And we have a little bookshelf upstairs that people, if you, if you need ideas, um, you can go upstairs. There's a, there's a whole little like Catholic bookshelf, and you can get ideas or take one, even. Um, but here's these people responding, putting their money where their mouth is, saying, I want to grow, and I'm going to show up. Um, we have our formed, there's a website called Formed, and we have little papers on the bulletin board there where you can actually log in, and you can watch, like, Maybe I don't want to read something, but I'll watch a 20-minute video on, I don't know, prayer, or the Eucharist, or Mary, or Scripture, or I don't know, like, anyways, there's all sorts of things there. You know, I can look at the Sunday readings. I can look at the daily readings. I could start my own small group with people who are here over the summer. I can can stop by the chapel. But the idea is, God knows where I'm at, so how am I going to take the lemons in my situation and make lemonade? How am I going to take the circumstances and be active? Because if I'm not active, well, it gets really discouraging watching the weeds grow. But that's not what I want for my life. And so that's not what God wants. God wants to move me somewhere. I was, I was talking to the, uh, one of the ROTC guys, generals or whatnot, on campus, and uh, it was just interesting how we were talking about it, we talking about students and leadership and stuff and he said he said you know I know in the army you know when i was just a, like a you know a private when i just started i would look at my commanding officer and i'd be like they have no idea what they're doing like when i become you know in charge then then it'll be good and then they get in charge and they're like oh <laughs> like <laughs> now i get it you know and then they look at their commanding officer he says and you're like that guy's an idiot he doesn't know what he's doing And then he became that guy, you know? And what's the point? The point is, the whole time that that he was looking to be up here, like God was preparing him for that. You and I are exactly where we need to be right now. And God is preparing us for what's next. Say, say you're called to be married. That right now, God's actually preparing. Like, well, I'm not dating anyone, Father. It's like, that that's like step, like, 84. Like, all right, so like, there's, like, right now, God is doing something. And if I respond to what's happening now, then I'm actually going to be ready for that. that. That I want to have that huge faith, but am I doing the small things right now to be able to get there? Because the difference between the person I am and the person I want to be is the choices I make today. Am I actually choosing to get to where I want to go? And I think it's as simple as, as bringing it to the Lord. Lord, here's where I'm at. And He's like, great. Now I'll show you. Now let's do this together. We don't, we don't have to have it figured out. I don't have it figured out. You know, like, none of us have it figured out. That's the whole point, right? When you're a private, you don't understand what it means to be a general. Like, you don't know. You can't see it. But if you follow the leader, then you'll get to where you need to be. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, wants to walk with us, to take us where he wants us to be. Yesterday was a beautiful day in the Diocese of Phoenix. We ordained three men to the priesthood. And we had a little gathering afterwards where... Uh, with, like, potential seminarians and the seminarians and free pizza, so I was there. And so, <laughs> and, and the newly ordained came in one at a time and gave us a blessing, and one of the guys just kind of, they talked for a minute, and one of the guys said, you know, he said, I've been in seminary for, like, nine years, and it's like, wow, and he, and he said, you know, there were so many points along the way where there was incredible, like, difficulty and suffering And setbacks and he goes I learned he said if I can just give you guys any advice he said I learned that in that moment I have the choice whether to turn inward to myself and get frustrated and despair that the world's not as I want it to be or I could choose to look to the Lord to try to see what he was doing I could rely on my own strength or I could rely on his strength and his plan that he was actually trying to get me somewhere. And so now he said, I'm, I'm excited, and you know I've been a priest for an, you know, an hour now. And, um, <laughs> but I even think about it like, here's this man that nine, year, nine years before he ever hears his first confession, nine years before he, he preaches as a priest at mass, But every one of those years, every one of those moments, every one of those difficulties is now going to add value to him and to every person he meets for the rest of his life. That we, you and I respond to the invitation that God has before us right now, that you and I will actually reap the benefit, and every single person we interact with for the rest of our lives will also receive that blessing. That the large branches of the mustard tree, it says that, that birds will come and rest in the branches. That God, he, he wants me to, to grow and be large and be fruitful, not just for me, that, but by my faith growing, that I can actually help bless other people's faith. Grass watered grows. Faith watered grows. Grows. It takes time, and that's exactly what God gives us today because he loves us and wants us to grow. Now is the time.